What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to Cruiser Radio, episode number two. I'm your host, Wesley Hill, joined with my co-host, Mr. Hunter Harris. We have Chad Rice on the podcast, and the man, the mythological creature, the dragon, Mr. Ed Stewart. We're going to be talking about all things saddle hunting today, our setups and techniques, as well as going to the plans for this season for us. And we're going to talk about some frequently asked questions here at Cruiser HQ. Let's get into it. What's up, guys? What's up, man? Episode number two, man. That's it, man. We got uh, six more to go before we are no longer part of the 98% of podcasts. I think he just jinxed us, man. No, I didn't. (laughs) We have to keep this going. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, first podcast uh, seemed to be pretty good. Well received, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I had a lot of people listen to it and give us some feedback and. And we're greatly appreciative that they uh, tuned in and listened. Yeah. Go to YouTube and watch it. Yeah. Yeah, it may look a little bit different right now. We uh, moved where the podcast's at, so uh, just ignore it for now. Yeah. <laughs> Same content, just different space. There you so. go. But yeah. uh, let's get into it. Yeah, man. Well, the first thing I want to talk about is just saddle hunting in general. What's your guys' setups and uh, how do you get up, down? All around. Yeah, dude. Hunter, you want to start us off? Take it off, Kick us off. Yeah, get into it. Well, I'm hunting now the Cruiser XC. Of course. Of course. The one, the only. (laughs) But, uh, no, for my climbing method, I'm using the Hawk Heliums. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not, like, star-studded. and. I mean, I think a lot of people are using those. They're uh, That's what I use. Decent set of sticks for the money, you know. I mean, I bought them a few years ago, so they were the long ones. Sure. Then, dude on YouTube was you like, cut them down. Yep, took them to work, yeah. cut them down. They're still heavy, but I mean, they work. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Ed? What are you using for sticks? I have the Muddy Pros, I guess they are. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ed's a one sticker though, ain't you? Ed? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fixing to start one sticking this year. Yeah, man. Tell us a little bit about that, because none of us one stick. I've tried one sticking. Yeah, and I did it some and last season, but yeah, I'm not the biggest fan. Personally, yeah, personally, I'm not either. But what I, made what made you want to go to one sticking compared to a you know? Actually, just go through the spiel. What do you? What so, saddle are you using? All that good stuff. So I'm using a Cruiser XC. I've been in that saddle for going on three years. This be my. That's crazy because I didn't even know you, and you had live in Cookville and you bought a saddle from me. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, realized that we go to church together and you knew these guys. And, mm-hmm. and Ed put then, me in one. Yeah, man. no, that's right. Yeah, like, Ed, no. put them in one. Put, put them in, in one, one, man. That's, that's right. right man. Um, anyway, so that one's for you, Alex DeBoard. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my saddle. Uh, <clears throat> I use a lineman with a Kong, then I use a regular presset on my tether. Right now, I've been using. For the past couple of years, muddy sticks. Yeah. I was wanting to go with the Novix because they're lighter, a little better quality. Right. But I had to get some in a pinch, and so I got these for like 180 bucks for four. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Which I like them. They're sturdy. They're durable, but they weigh a yeah. freaking ton. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's always the complaint about those sticks, man. They're just a little bit heavy, but like they have been around forever, so mm-hmm. that says something to the yeah. quality and I mean, of the th- sticks. That's basically going to be the bulk of the weight that you're going to carry. Yeah, depending yeah. on what sticks you got, really. Yeah, but they're super durable. They're just yeah, a ton. Everybody that I know that runs them likes them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, no oh. complaints other than maybe. I mean, that cam cleat with the rope, like that's the first stick that ever had that on there, and they're just. Yeah, I still think cool. it's kind of yeah. I'm pretty cool. Super really. awesome, easy yeah. design. So I that's, like my cam cleat. And that that's uh that's what all the one sticks are doing now. So mm-hmm. your reason for one sticking, I guess, is to so shave weight mostly. To shave weight, I'm a backpacker, so I've yeah I've really you're grown. used to that. Carrying yeah. weight, yeah. So I mean, my pack with those sticks is pretty heavy. Sure. But uh, so I. I it really don't bother me all that much because I'm used to carrying, right. you know, 30, 35 pounds for 10 to 20 miles a day. Yeah. And uh, so it's not that big of a deal. Mm-mm. But I am pretty lazy. Hmm. So I, I don't want to carry all that weight on my back if I can get up just as efficiently with 100%. one stick versus four sticks that weigh 60 pounds a piece. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> that's what it feels like by the time you get to the yeah, end of that yeah, walk your yeah. shoulders are like ah. if anybody from Muddy's listening to this I love you guys love your sticks but shaving things down about 10 pounds yeah uh, so my reason for one sticking is really just weight and mostly because I want to get higher up in the tree right yeah because with, with four sticks if I really push it and with a two-step aider, mm-hmm. I can get it 20 feet, which is fine. It's more than enough. Sure. But uh, I really like having the option to get to right. 25. Because, I mean, if, you, if you're running three or four sticks, even aiders or whatever, there's still a limit mm-hmm. to your height. Well, but also, yeah. if you're in hill country, man, like you're, you know, most of the time we're going to be setting up on the leeward side. Right. Hitting those, you know, expecting bucks to be walking those trails, checking the wind, you know. And, like, sometimes you can get below that trail and then you're, like, eye level with the deer when they're coming up through. Right. You know, especially around here, like, where you and I hunt a lot. For sure. It's steep as a horse's yeah, face most of the time. But, Velvet you know, yeah. eye level. Yeah. Didn't you say you got busted or yeah, you had I one got, come in or get yeah. busted or something? Well, I got up in the tree mm-hmm. uh, Friday evening, bow still on the ground. Oh, yeah, like, that's right. I oh, turned man. to my left and I'm like, there's a it, boot. Yeah, he just appeared. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, we were like, he was 18 yards. Yeah. I mean, if he'd have looked left. a little forky, right? Yeah, old cow spike or fork horn. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, all right, what kind of bow are you shooting? I have a. I know the answer to this, but. Matthews V3X 33 inch. Okay. And you bought that uh, at a trade show you helped us with, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah, man. I bought that. I don't know. When was that? probably yeah i just remember i don't know we were just remember, it was the last day we were packing up mm-hmm. and then you just looked at us and you're like all right i'm doing it and then <laughs> yeah. you just left and then <laughs> you, i was confused because i wasn't in the convo and then you just come back with a, a brand new mask yeah brand new mask <laughs> yeah. Yeah. did you get yeah. it from tracy tyler yeah mm-hmm. yeah taylor's archery down tullahoma Tracy's yeah. good dude yep but um, my one stick setup is going to be one of my muddy sticks with yeah. a two-step ultimator, and then I want to use our uh, original seeker platform. You don't so, want to use the mini. 
I like a wider one better. I, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I, I, feel you. I have to side with Ed. I'm kind of a not a bigger the better, but when it comes to the seeker, I like I like the original. You like the original. Yeah. It's kind of the own, the weight <laughs> to you know size ratio. The weight to uh, like how much rooms on your feet is is. It's but perfect for me. Justin, perfect. he has a one stick that has like. Yeah, it's eight. got the platform on top of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and but it's not tiny, including right? the uh, the dovetail or whatever you want to call it for your feet. Yeah, like we have on our seekers, the actual flat part is like six inches. Yeah, it's, it's, it's small. Yeah, it's very small. very. So you just short. have to stay pretty much lean the whole time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know he says that's plenty for him. I'm like, hey, more power to you. Not yeah, me. buddy. Yeah. So I'm just going to leave my platform in the pack, one stick up with my muddy and my hater. So are, are you are you rappelling down then? I just jump. You jump? <laughs> oh, that's right. He's a dragon. He can Parachute. fly down. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I got the uh, Canyon CIV or CVI. What is it? CIV. C4. CIV. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have 40 foot of that. Uh, so that's going to be my main rappel rope. And then I st- I'll still keep my regular tether rope in my rope bag yeah of course and to be honest that's probably what i'll hang from and then yeah. whenever i'm ready to get down i'll just swap ropes and put everything back in my pack yeah what uh what type of descender are you using are you using like a figure eight or are you using the uh mad rock so i keep a figure eight in my pouch yeah because it's always good know, to have just a backup case. just in case mm-hmm. you yeah. fumble that um Originally, I was actually going to start using SRT method. Yeah. But that was substantially less practical than one sticking, or even uh, using four sticks or three sticks, whatever. Because it's, yeah, it's, it's really hard to find a tree set up. A tree yeah. that is set up for SRT than it is to find one with sticks I, or one stick. I feel like SRT is really good for. Um, like presets mm-hmm. so go out and set like your your like say whatever rope you're gonna use to pull your rope up mm-hmm. so most of the time it's gonna be paracord yeah just find that tree like you you know find the spot find hopefully there's a tree in that spot and if it's right for srt you know you just preset mm-hmm. it which i've done i've done quite a bit of that i did a lot of what we call jugging up rope in rock climbing so very familiar with yeah. SRT method, but and it took me one time to figure out that I did not want to do SRT <laughs> method because yeah. I went out there to find a tree to yeah. practice, and the the first limb is either way too high, right. or it's too low because I'm not going right. to sit at ten foot on the off the ground. Yeah, uh, and I'm like, well. This sucks, and I got to looking around, and that was that was the average predicament. Yeah, yeah. And the limbs that are in a good spot are too small for my big, fat, and sassy self. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I can't climb up a three-inch limb. Yeah. So you know what? I, so SRT is good if you can if you like living near the Olympic Forest. Mm-hmm. And there's redwoods and sequoias and all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, SRT makes a lot of sense. It's a lot less weight that right. you have to carry, but yeah. as far you're as just carrying ropes tree, at that point, because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not going to have time to sit there and spend 30 minutes looking for a tree. Right, 100%. You know, I can get in a lot better spot with one stick or four or whatever. Yeah. But 
Uh, to answer your question from an hour ago, I'm using the Madrock. Yeah. Descender. Yeah. And then I'm going to keep my figure eight as a backup. Gotcha. And then I'm, I'll even probably put, for safety, a Presic below my Descender. Okay. That way, in case it, it fails and I'm trying to climb down or I goof up and make a rookie mistake, then, you know, I'll still have a Presic in case I fall. Gotcha. What about you, Chad? Uh, so, obviously, I'm using um, Cruiser XC. It's my preferred saddle. Yeah. That's like, good. I That's like good. That. Yeah. I, li- I was going to make a joke and say a different brand, but I decided not to. But <laughs> uh, I went through that same thing. <laughs> no, but I'm using the XC. I like the single panel a lot better. It's just, uh, for me, just makes a lot more I'll sense. There's, yeah. there's, you know, with a single panel saddle, um, especially ours with the pleat in it, it just um, is a lot less finicky, a lot less moving parts. And you're going to be as comfortable, if not more comfortable, easier than you would in a two-panel two saddle. Yeah, it's like so. we tell yeah. people at the show. It's, the, it's just a fiddle factor pretty much is what you tell them. Yeah, them. I've already got enough going on in the tree. I don't really want to, you know, complicate it with a two-panel, you know. Yeah. Which has been um, interesting, too, because at the trade shows, we've kind of found out that the two-panel works really well for women as well. It's true. It yeah. is true. We've we've found, like, the um, general hourglass-type shape. Some uh, women with hips, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they like the two-panel. It just, I don't it know, just works. for, for whatever them. reason, yeah. that, that Archon works, you know. Yeah. So, uh, women, if you're listening to this and you... Looking check for a saddle, check out the Archon for sure. Um, but, you know, obviously, XC, uh, I use three climbing sticks. Um, currently, I'm using uh, a set of sticks by a company that's no longer a business. I won't, I won't name them because it's not important, but uh, they are a double set of sticks. And I, I use three of those and a three-step movable aider. Um, it's actually a video on YouTube that I did with the element guys on, on my setup. But basically I have like a ratchet strap hook sewn to the top of an aider. Uh, and it's like the atrier style where it's alternating steps. And I just hook that on the bottom of the stick, hang the stick. First of all, hang the stick about forehead height, put the aider on it, climb up. And there's a rope tied to the aider that is connected to the saddle. So as soon as I step on the top step of that stick it'll pop off the bottom and just dangle there um so that allows me to lean back in my lineman put the next stick up reach down grab that rope pull the aider up and repeat the process until i get up three sticks high which uh with those three sticks i'm getting to probably anywhere around you know 20 to 24 feet yeah which is great which most of the time I'll just do two sticks with the aider and then the third stick I'm just hanging like I would, you know, like that 18, 20 inches apart and just climb up on it. Cause uh, good like, old it's, comfortable. it's just not necessary unless like we're hunting on the side of a hill and you know, we're, we think we're going to be like, um, we think we're going to be eye level with the, <laughs> for, for all of our listeners, there's been a gnat that's flying in the room and I just killed him. So, yeah, it's been bugging us. but uh, Trophy yeah. net at that. Trophy net, that's yeah. right. <laughs> but, you know, you made me lose my train of thought. Sorry, dude. man. 
Um, it was exciting. Where was I? On the side of a hill. Yeah, yeah. So I, all right. Thank you, Ed. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the side of a hill, so we don't want to be eye level. So like, if I need to get up with that third stick, you know, I can. You I got, got the it. ability to to do that. And then, you know, just depending on how I feel, I'll either rappel down or just climb the aider down. Yeah. Just Which kind if of I'm case by case basis. Yeah. Morning um, hunt. Yeah, morning hunt. I'll just climb down because I'm like. You can see. I can see, but like sometimes at night I'll. I'll repel just because it's dark and I don't want to be fiddling around trying to get my foot into the aider. Amen to that. Yeah, it's yeah. just it can be dangerous, uh, you know. So everybody definitely practice. <laughs> Ed, you okay, Easy, bro? Ed. Um, uh, but you, uh, yeah, just just practice. Obviously, there's a lot that can go wrong, especially with using aiders. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much my setup. Um, and I'm obviously going to be running the mini platform. Yeah. When it comes in, we've got some prototypes now that I've been using, and it's killer. Yeah. So killer. I love it. Um, I like the smaller platform. I feel like you know, I've been saddle hunting for going on seven years now, I think. And uh, for me. When I first started, I was hunting off a ring of steps and, you know, it's all, it's all that we had, right? You couldn't, uh, you, it, either that or you made your own platform. Uh, but so I got really used to the ring of steps, which, you know, worked fine and I don't hate them. You when, like you, the when you got footprint. a platform, when you got yeah. a platform, it's just a lot better. It's, it's a lot more comfortable. Yeah, it's a lot more comfortable. You're able to step up and take oh, your yeah. weight out of the saddle if you need to. You know, yeah. you're able to do that 180 degree turn, put your back to the tree, and shoot behind you. Um, so for me, the smaller platform just makes a lot more sense. And I hunted with a top step on my top stick for a I long time, and when I got a platform, game changer. Game changer. For sure. Everybody hates that term in saddle hunting, but it really is. Yeah. <laughs> you mean, know? Sorry, but, uh, guys. Yeah. Um, Not really, though. No, but, I mean, I just I, I love a smaller platform. It packs better. It's lighter. It's once you learn it how does. to. It really once you, does. Once you start on a ring of steps and, like, you don't have a platform to shoot off of and then you go to a platform, you're like, oh, well, I already know how to shoot off of a ring of steps and maneuver around the tree with. Yeah just little hooks coming out of the tree uh so the platform is i've got a ring awesome of steps yeah. as well oh i still do too but, but i've only used them like one time mm-hmm. but i mean i tried to sell them and nobody bought them so i just took it as that was god's <laughs> way of saying hey just throw you throw might, you might use this you're talking day, about. So i'm gonna keep them throw me those hunting bands you got out in the shed you were talking about got that right boy yeah. i'm a little spoiled i mean i've been using cruiser and that's it. Yeah. So I don't think you ever even had a tree stand, did you? No. So I had a climber. Yeah. And uh, it was funny because right before I like originally tried to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, did he blow you off? No. No. Oh. No. Chad's been nice. I know. He's I, a great guy. It's a joke. <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever blown anyone off of my no, life. No, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we uh, we like went out and I bought like a hundred dollar game winner climber. Oh, I got Yeah. The and game winner. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, for 100 bucks, it's a pretty solid climber, I got to say. I bought um, a lock-on for like 40 bucks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a solid price, um, especially for what you're getting. But uh, 
this was like my fourth time hunting and uh i like get out into the woods and i got stuck in a tree and it wasn't even like me trying to climb it was just me trying to go through the tree to go to where i was trying to go (laughs) and i got so i got so frustrated (laughs) and by the time i finally got up it was like probably 8 a.m and i was just like "I'm, i'm not even gonna continue so i came down went home and i started immediately started looking at other options and then uh the next day ed let me try on his and i was like all right sold i was like i gotta talk to chad in in the church parking lot yeah Yeah. in a church parking lot on a tree that was i don't know probably like maybe six inches inches. yeah maybe six (laughs) inches in diameter yeah yeah it was pretty funny because you know every redneck carries a saddlebag in his trunk yeah yeah as far as bags what are you guys using as far as like backpacks uh, so personally, I've had the same backpack since I started saddle hunting, which mm-hmm. has been the uh, Horn Hunter G2 Day Pack, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I just the size of it's perfect. Uh, as far as strapping gear on it, it's not really perfect. Um, it does have a couple of straps on each side of the bag that that holds sticks really well. You know, I use three sticks, so I put sticks on one side. I put my camera arm on the other side. My platform uh goes to the back of the saddle which i've modified it and sewn a couple straps on it so it'll strap the platform down nicely and then it's got a couple straps on the bottom of it and then what i really love about it is the size is like uh with the with the shoulder straps pretty tight it it comes down like it actually doesn't come down very far so it's actually like in the middle of my back to the bottom of the pack which allows the kidney belt, which yeah. is probably my my favorite thing about it, is the kidney belt or the waist strap comes around and it like crosses over my belly button. So what that does is it keeps it up higher yeah. and then it keeps it off the saddle so I can still, you know, access everything on my saddle, right. like all my loops and stuff. So that's what I really love about that bag. And it's, you know, yeah, you run two, nice. two saddle bags too, don't you? I do, yeah. Ed, yep. how many are you running? I only have one. Yeah. Uh, my main pack is uh, Tidwee. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the model name or whatever, but it's four saddles. Is that how you pronounce that? Because I've never known how to pronounce it. Tidwee? Tidwee, Tidwee, I don't know. T-I-D-W-E or something. Chad's got some chairs. Chairs are awesome, but I don't know how to say it, that's for sure. That's what I call it, Tidwee. Perfect. Anyway. But I'll take the dragon's advice on how to pronounce yeah. that, you know. That's right. <laughs> so it, it has uh, flaps in the back with two hooks, and that's where my platform goes. Nice. It has straps with hooks on the bottom for the sticks. Oh. Uh, and there's 192 pockets inside. Holy moly. So you'll probably lose your grunt call so, right when you need it and yeah. like your uh, limb saw and <laughs> everything else. Justin was the one that recommended this. I think this was the first pack he used with his saddle set Dude, up. every time I talk to Justin, he recommends a different pack. Yeah, because I was about to say he <laughs> recommended time. me something else. <laughs> but every uh, time. that was the, the first pack net. he got. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, that's probably what I'll get. So I got it. And he told me time and time again, he said, there's way too many pockets in this thing. You're going to lose stuff. I'm like, yeah. that's silly. How can you, even if you got 20 pockets, you can still know which, which you put where. He was still right. just the, he this was right. size I, of a bag. Yeah. I lost my alternator in there. 
I still don't know where it's at. <laughs> it's a true story. Just looked in every pocket mm-hmm. twice. Yeah. I've lost. Wow. I can't tell you how much stuff I've lost in my backpack, and I don't even have all that much in there. Well, I'm, on I'm that note. Minimalist. Yeah. Uh, on that note, Cruiser will have a backpack out. Yes. So we'll be uh, introducing that thing at ATA, I believe. So. Sweet. There right. right. you go, Keep Ed. your eyes peeled. There you go, Ed. I'm going to yep. write a letter to corporate tell them to speed this thing up. I know, man. <laughs> I wish. You don't really have to write a letter. You can just talk to them. I know, but it's not as fun <laughs> to say it that way. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm calling corporate office. I'm calling corporate. <laughs> Jerry! <laughs> Hunter, what about you, man? I, uh, last year, before the year started, I bought uh, the Badlands. I think it's called the Pursuit. Sounds good to me. I have no idea. But uh, I love it. I yeah. mean, it was, I was looking for a certain price point. Hit the nail on the head. The size is how much was it? Hundred bucks. That's not bad. It's That's got two. Good. It's got two straps on the front. Mm-hmm. Put my platform. It's got a single strap on the left side, single strap on the right side. Run my sticks on one side. Camera arm on the camera arm on the other side. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. <coughs> nice man. I love it. Good. Yeah, I'm running a forty-five dollar bag. What do you got? SOG 39. Sog. Point. Yeah. Dude, I mean, for pain. Sog them in half. <laughs> the, I mean, for the price point, it's honestly been a pretty solid bag. This is going to be the first season I've used it. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, any kind of Sog. I mean, Sog's a very reputable the, brand. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the. I got a couple of knives from them. They're pretty good. Yeah, the bag's pretty nice. I'm The uh, straps, I'm not the biggest fan of. Yeah. Probably going to sew some stuff onto that just to make it a little bit more comfortable. But yeah. I mean, overall, I mean, it fits the large platform almost perfectly. Yeah, you brought it to – so you got it delivered right before the yeah. Alabama show, right? Yeah. Uh, what's that? What's deer? The – World deer. Yeah, the Expo. World deer yeah. Expo in Alabama. Sorry. Brain fart. Um, so you brought that to World Deer Expo, and we played around with it a little bit. It's pretty yeah, it was, nice, dude. it was a good bag, yeah. man. Is it camo or solid? Or Yeah, it's like a digital, just like army Digital camo. army camo. Yeah, got gotcha. you. 45 bucks, I mean. So the bag I'm using, I didn't say the price, but it was like 160 I believe, mm-hmm. 130 to 160 I was just, like I was that. just kind of looking to stay right around that yeah. $100 range. It was yeah. $99.99. Sweet, yeah. dude. Hits the hey man, whatever well. works works, you know. Like yeah, because yeah, I was rocking the Volley World, you know, what is it? Field staff or yeah, whatever. And yeah, I, I mean, that, I mean, before yeah, the one I, mean, I was using was like sorry, I but no, you're good. The one I was using was like I want to say maybe six liters. It was the tiniest bag, and yeah. I don't know how I got away with it last season, but somehow I did. Yeah, I remember seeing that thing. Yeah. <laughs> it looks it like worked a though. I mean, you did. That's what it looks like. You used it and it yeah, got you by. It. So, I yeah. mean, that's something that's pretty cool about saddle hunting is yeah. everybody's setup is completely different. Yeah. And I mean, what I like to tell people is don't fix what ain't broke. You know what I yeah. mean? If it works for you, run it, dude. Yeah. Unless you got endless amounts of money, you just, just run yeah, it. Yeah. You know? Buy a couple packs. Buy me yeah. a pack too. Buy a mule. <laughs> Put it on. Yeah. Pack mule. Yes, sir. Just put them at the bottom of the tree. Right. Ed kind of touched on his weaponry. What about what about you, Chad? What are you going to be? Uh, so bow-wise? we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast. Oh yeah, we but t- I think I I'm mean, gonna... everybody should be aware that the traditional bow is 
it's, it's going to it's be gonna in draw hand blood for yeah. sure. Well, hopefully, don't jinx me yet. Uh, but <laughs> uh, knock on wood, man. Uh, so I shoot a. I uh, got a couple of different trad bows. I'll probably be shooting. Uh, all of them are made by Tolkien, um, traditional archery. They're out of Montana. Um, they make it's a dad and a son. They make sweet stick bows, man. So awesome. Some of the best I've ever shot. Um, but I've got the Chinook, which is, I believe it's a 62-inch uh, recurve at 50 pounds. 50-pound draw at 28 inches, which is I'm um, 28-inch draw. So yeah, uh, it's right at 50 pounds, which, you know, there's no let off there. So <laughs> sort of a snapshoot deal. But uh, that, and then I've got some traditional wood arrows from uh uh st lawrence string and arrow company out of um somewhere in canada uh no i can't remember where in canada but these uh it's a wife and husband uh which you know i bought my first tolkey off of uh somebody yeah of a use from this guy right and then he said, my wife makes strings and One thing arrows. And yeah, and then I started shooting them, and they are like, primo, dude. Primo. So good. Uh, as far as broadheads on that, um, I cannot remember the name of the brand for the life of me, but they're glue-on broadheads. So it's pretty, pretty primitive, pretty traditional setup. And then as far as my compound setup, I'm going to be shooting the Matthews v- V3X. And uh, vector, yeah, vector, vector arrows. You yeah. know the specs on your arrows. Uh, so I've got the ZMRs, and they're the two fifties, two fifty, three hundreds, two fifty spine, something like that. Um, got them old stiff daddies. Yeah, boy, yeah. seventy pound draw. So, um, hey, whole T bone says you, you can't <laughs> get them too stiff. No, nope. I agree with him. Yeah, yeah. I think all of us. Ed's gonna switch to vector, but all of us are using vector. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Isaac making yeah, for, Isaac and Ben making the real. best arrows on the market. Um, super awesome dudes. If you guys haven't heard of Vector, go check them out for sure. Really, be shooting them for life. I just got mine about two weeks ago. Yeah, man, I have some Vectors, but like a clown, I got deep six. Mm. Mm. Gotta get and you some deep six broadheads. It ain't no big deal. Yeah, and didn't realize that they were deep six. <laughs> Probably like you didn't realize that pepper you ate last night was a ghost pepper, huh? Oh, no. Or what I, was it? Was it a ghost it pepper? It was a ghost pepper. <laughs> I, I knew it was a ghost pepper. Tell For our listeners, uh, Ed's face is pretty... Uh, Looks like the ghost pepper. <laughs> pretty it's a little flushed. Yeah. I look... Drunk, high, and like I've been in a bar fight. <laughs> it ain't right. that bad. That's how I feel. Yeah. But so last night at church, we got this thing called Battle Royale. It's this giant, like several week long back to school deal we do. <laughs> and we do a bunch of games with the kids after service, and then, you know, they throw us leaders in. And I'm one of them. We. We did a leader challenge to where you have to eat a whole pepper and chug half a gallon of milk. Oh, gross. And I have GERD, so, like, 
I can't chug. <laughs> if I do it, I'm making it probably halfway. You're up chugging if you I, chug. Yeah, <laughs> it's bad. It'll be bad. Because I was going to do it till I realized I had to chug a half a gallon of milk. I'm like, I no, do that, but I physically can't. So uh, one of the guys who serves with us grows these peppers. He grows like your typical peppers, bell peppers, and then he makes a lot of sauces, so he grows as spicy as he can. He has Carolina Reapers and everything. So he, like, tediously takes care of these things. Yeah, these peppers were beautiful. I'm like, <laughs> dude, those things are... Not a blemish on it, huh? <laughs> and uh, so I was outside, and all of a sudden, everybody's screaming. They're coming out to get me, and I was voluntold to get in there and eat a whole ghost pepper mm. uh, for... Extra points for you my You did it team. for the kids, man. I did it for the kids. You did it for the team. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a saint. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they're sitting there going back and forth because one of the other leaders on the other team like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And youth pastor's like, are you going to do it for 5,000 points? Because I was trying to negotiate to get more points. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other guy was willing to do it for less, and then it was back and forth. So I'm like, this sucks. So I just popped it in my mouth. The whole pepper. And I'm sitting there chewing, and I'm like, okay, that's a little spicy, but this isn't bad at all. Yeah. And then while <laughs> I was sitting there eating it, he gives me the mic. He's like, you want to run us through what you're experiencing right now? I said, this isn't bad. I said, it's fine. Yet. And then I finished eating it. And then I was walking down, and I was going to go get me a drink of water. <laughs> and about halfway through the auditorium, I'm like, oh, no. This was horrible. Was it even I, like a burn, or is it just like instant gut punch? Probably. Like a yeah. grenade set yeah. off in your mouth. Yeah, it was like a forest fire in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was miserable. Like when I went through the reserve police academy, I got pepper sprayed. Not and worse. I don't know. I, Close. I, Pretty close. So I, I in the academy, I learned real quick that when I get extremely uncomfortable, my fight or flight kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> and I get severely pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> like I, when I was I was bent down getting my eyes washed out. You looked like a raging bull, I'm sure, red and <laughs> blowing smoke. And the two guys that were washing my eyes out, I was sitting there debating on punching them. I was so pissed. And I, fortunately, I'm, I got a fairly reasonable head on my shoulder, so I was sitting there thinking, like, if you punch these clowns, it's you're definitely get not getting worse, the job, and you're going to be the clown. I'm like, right, suck it up. So you're so having I a full going. conversation with yourself. I was. Let's tell. I was screaming, and uh, it was miserable. So last night, I didn't. There was no milk or nothing around because all mm. the mother goobers chugged it all. And so I was rubbaging through the kitchen, trying to find any sort of dairy or bread I could eat. And I, I did not want to eat. I was sitting there. I made it through half a little Debbie cake, then half of a cupcake, and then about halfway through the cupcake, everybody's trying to talk to me and ask me how I'm doing, laughing, and all this and that. And I'm sitting here too pissed to talk, and I'm under too much emotional and physical torment because I'm being burned alive from the inside <laughs> out. Yeah. And so... 
I'm sitting here trying to eat this cupcake. Everybody's talking to me, and I'm like, oh, no. My gut. I, I almost didn't make it. I sprinted off to the bathroom, and it wasn't the most physically intense conversation with Ralph I've ever had. But it was. <laughs> but, like, it was audibly aggressive. I was over the top. And, like, I had no control. I was like. <laughs> it was horrible. So it was from the toes. Yeah, it was. It came from the. It came from depths. Yeah. Of where that pepper came from. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. And so there was so much pressure behind it, and I had not had much food on my stomach. <laughs> so there was just a point where you were just hur- hurling. Yeah. Like I was dry heaving. <laughs> oh man. So it your eyes are like you got like like you got like bruising over your eyes <laughs> from hurling. Well, he so. said yeah. before the podcast he's he still got a little PTSD going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man, that's funny. Have All to, right, have to tell Jake he owes you one. Yeah, for real. Yeah, an extra five thousand points, man. Yeah, that's right. For the kids, man. Yeah. Ooh, for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, so as far as equipment goes, that's what you're running, Chad. Yes, sir. Heck yeah. So, so what's yeah, I mean, you know, mostly going to be running that traditional bow. Hopefully, hopefully I can just carry it completely. What bow are you running, Hunter? I got a Bear Empire. So, uh, I mean, I think it was, I think they, like 13, 2013, mm-hmm. I think is what model it is. So if um, any any bow companies hear this, Hunter needs a new bow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I like I it. Mean, Wes I mean, needs a bow too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're shooting a bear as well, aren't you? What is it? A bear vast. Have you ever heard of it? Probably no. not. <laughs> my wife got mine for my the first year we were dating. She got it for my birthday. And so I've that's been, when you knew. Yeah, right? I mean, I really can get rid of it. That's yeah. when you. Knew. I'm not well, saying I wouldn't use another bow. Yeah, I was gonna say you can park it on the shelf. Yeah, or I can park it at Dad's house and let him use it. Yeah, there you go. The yeah. wife, they ask start asking questions, man. You just say, well, it's just too pretty to take out, man. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's I mean, pretty simple setup: rip cord, drop away rest, trophy ridge, like five pinner. Yeah, you know, shooting I think the, mine's four pins. Everything came with a bow. Got it at Dunham's for three hundred and fifty bucks. There you go. Yeah, haven't changed a thing, and I haven't taken care of it. Oh, I just got mine <laughs> restrung this year. For real? Yeah, I've been shooting the stock <laughs> string for forever. Mine's in pretty good shape. Yours is in real good shape, Ed. <laughs> Shut up. I picked yours up at the at uh, Alex's house, and it's sharp, brand new. Got that brand brand new. That's um, a good setup. So where are we gonna use these at? What's uh what's everyone's plans this year for yeah. hunting? Where are we going? Where are you going, Wes? Well, uh all the cruiser guys are hopefully gonna be going up to Ohio. Yeah, uh, we're looking at the first week or second week of November. It's We've got public, a, hopefully. Yeah, we met these two really funny guys at the trade show, the Mobile Hunter Expo. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever laughed so hard in my life. Yeah, these, these, these guys are, are hilarious. hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. Super funny guys. And uh, they're a little bit on the bigger side, so it just adds to it. The, I mean, these guys are perfect to be going going up for a week and hunting with. Yeah, We've had, like, one solid conversation with them. So we don't know if they're going to just take us up to the woods or what, but 
we're gonna we're gonna have a good time. <laughs> Don't make sure. that sound so weird. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, a little nerve wracking, but no. I mean, we're gonna definitely hit up Ohio. Um, yeah, different parts of Tennessee. Yeah, I, I got plans to go to Kentucky. Uh, me and Ben from um, Vector plan on hitting a spot in Kentucky. He lives in Kentucky, so. We're both about two hours drive from this one spot. We got picked out on a map, some public land, so we're going to hit that up. Um, possibly hit some Alabama late season. Mm-hmm. Alabama, if you didn't know, has a rut all year long. Yeah. <laughs> like the deer rut in different parts of the state all year long, which is insane. Plus their, plus, their, uh, plus their season goes to like February. Late February, maybe? Yeah, I, think I don't know. Sometime. Mid or late yeah, February. Mid February, something like that. I don't know. But so get an extra month of hunting. Two months. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. But uh so definitely gonna probably hit up Alabama. Um I do I did draw a tag for South Dakota, uh debating what on whether I want to drive seventeen hours again this year. <laughs> did yeah. that last year. Oh my gosh. Longest drive of my life. Hunted eight days straight and then Turn around, took off home. at took off at five a.m. and did not. I drove until straight I got pull. home by myself. Didn't get home till like eleven p.m. and I was think I was asleep for the last four hours just I driving. That. Dude, I hate that. <laughs> yes, man. I like. I don't remember the last like. I don't remember even getting into Tennessee. I don't remember driving through Nashville. I don't remember any of that. Yeah, that's not real good. And it's only no. yeah, that's not exactly the healthiest thing to do. Yeah, seventeen hours only. Only seventeen. Shut up, Ed. Well, <laughs> well you, no, my but buddy, after hunting for eight days straight, you no, know, like, yeah, literally not sleeping. Days. Yeah. My buddy Frankie, uh, that I went to college with, lives in Chilhowee, Virginia. So I'm used to hearing him say like I've been driving sixteen hours, yeah. you know, from Oklahoma City. Oh, Chill yeah. Howie, Virginia, which is just on the other side of Bristol. Yep. So 17 hours, I was thinking you know, Dakota was way farther than that. So I'm like, oh, yeah, not, yeah. No, it is. Bad. It's only 17 hours bad. from here. See, it is only 17. There you go. <laughs> Sorry I told you to shut up. That's so. all right. <laughs> Smack me next time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, Hopefully, hopefully, we got to talk about it more, but trying to get back to Hawaii as well. Go hunt, hunt some more yeah, you hunted. Yeah, you hunted Hawaii this yeah. year didn't you yeah which is pretty wild struck out but still got real close a couple oh, yeah. times on some goats yeah two times first time was not ideal second time was ideal but i just didn't you were like asleep yeah. you? well dude the first time so there's a couple different units on the big island which is funny because you would think that it's like a pretty small island no it's, it's a it's gigantic. a good yeah it's a good four hour drive from one side to the other yeah it's huge and so we uh my wife dropped me off and then uh, she ended up going to like some random coffee tour or something. And I was like, just drop me off. And literally, we were just on the side of the highway. And I was like, we just entered the public, saw the sign. I was like, stop here. So we stopped, hunted for probably about five hours, didn't see a single thing. And it was way too thick, thick right? yeah. yeah, to be able to take a shot. And so I was like, this is, this is getting to a point where it's pointless. So, too jungly. Yeah, it was, it, well, it's wild because, um, Hawaii has six of the seven biomes. So you're able to like go from sea level to a beach into a rainforest all the way up to 
you know, 14,000 feet and it being yeah. 16 degrees all yeah. in the same day. Yeah. 16 it's, degrees? I'm, yeah, I'm not kidding. It's wild. So the first unit. Pretty chilly. Yeah, the first unit I was hunting uh, didn't end up going too hot. I was called my wife and told her to come pick me up, and I was sitting there. I was laying down on the ground, and I was on my phone. And, uh, and, uh, How it always happens. Yep, and I look up, and I see a whole pack of billies just standing right in front of me. And I was like, you got to be kidding. And so I, like, grabbed my phone, and I just started taking pictures. And in the photos, you can see me laying down. Like, my legs are spread out. Like, I'm just chilling on the ground. Yeah. And so I reached to grab my bow and try to take a shot, but they ran off before I could take it. Spooked, yeah. Yeah. And then um, second you and I hunted was 10,000 feet up, and it looked like an absolute desert, and it was insane. I ended up getting on top of a mountain, looked around, found a pack, got in on them, got in about 60 yards, and I was gonna, I was willing to take a shot at 50 and uh, try to get up to 50, and at that point they saw me and they ran off, so... Which sucks, but gotta gotta practice your uh, well. He can sneak, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but no, I'd like for us to get back. It. Yeah. So hopefully we can do that. Did you see any access on? No. That so island? that's the crazy that's Lanai, part. Right? Yeah, that's the Lanai. Yeah. So all the access are on the Lanai, and I th- I want to say that there's some on Maui, but uh. What what island did you hunt? You the said? big island. The big island. So they got goats, obviously. Goats. They got malfon sheep. Okay. Um, any pigs? Sheep, lots of pigs. Yeah, that's what I heard. A lot yeah. of pigs. So. And it's cheap to hunt. That's the best part. Yeah, it's just so. not so cheap to get over there. That's no, the problem. <laughs> no, that's the problem. But yeah. You flew on points, though. So. Yeah, yeah. Took advantage Lucky of it. dog. Well, that's so. cool. Your wife got a vacay out of it, and you got to hunt. Yep, I Hawaii. can't complain. That's I can't complain. Cool. So She went well. on a coffee tour? Yeah. I'm going to make fun of her for that. Dude, please. <laughs> that's, such a, that's such a typical white girl. Dude, thing to do. Well, they like grow all the coffee beans there and then they ship them over here. Shit, so. I'd like to drink some Hawaiian coffee. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm a coffee connoisseur. I am not. I love coffee. I would rather though. go. I like it when it's cold outside, but other than that, I'm out. I I'd rather a, just have like hot chocolate at that point. I got a cup of black coffee in my hand every morning. You can yeah. ask Wesley. Yep, he does. I love it, but it just. They don't love me. <clears throat> I can see I mean, the steam coming off the top, and he's just sipping it like it's not hot at all. Have you ever had Rwandan coffee? No. Excuse me? It's really good. Rwandan? Is that the type that, like, those bigger cats eat and, and the poop, poop out? That's Kopi Luwak. Kopi Luwak. What? Coffee. Gross. What is it? Was it cat good? poop coffee? Yeah, cat it's poop called Kopi Luwak. But Why it's what, what are those cats called? Uh, Puma? People domesticate know. them. They're like a. I, don't, I forget you what they're called. Drink coffee out of a bean that's been through a <laughs> cat's honey. I don't know, man. People <laughs> do it though. Why do people do a lot of yeah. crazy stuff? You know, okay. they go through elephant so, poop too, and all sorts they of do stuff. That? Yeah, it's yeah, weird. Africa. Like, this Kopi Luwak coffee is <laughs> stupid expensive. Yeah, like if you cr- get it, if you get a cup in a store, it's like eighty bucks. Well, yeah. I'm gonna start eating coffee beans, and dude, that thing better be right. Come back out, I'm gonna start selling this. Hey, Cruiser Coffee, baby, <laughs> <laughs> straight from Hunter's rear end. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this guy that I used to. He was in the IT department in college. He was a coffee snob, and he he bought a little. So he was a craft coffee drinker. He was. He bought a little tiny bag of it. Yeah. Two hundred bucks. 
Golly, dude. Oh, well, more, hey, more money than sounds Saint, like sounds our like. profit margins are going to be and, <laughs> he, he called good. Up, he said, come try some of this coffee. It's Kofi Luak. It's fresh in my car. It was literally the best coffee I've ever had. Gross. Cat poop Ugh. coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, or is that what we're going to call it? Cruiser's cat poop coffee. Oh, because it's going to be human poop coffee. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is going under his own brand. Off the rails, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Off the rails. But anyways, but. back to hunting plans. Ed, what about you, bud? So I'm going to hunt my typical places in Jackson, White, and Overton County. Yeah. Uh, you hunt mainly so, public, right? Mm-hmm. You got any private that you hunt, or is it almost all public? No, I, I used to hunt my uncle's farm. He had like 160 acres. Okay. And it was all mine. What happened? He sold his property. Uh, so So now you've and, disowned him. And the guy <laughs> the guy that owns it now is a jerk and a half. Yeah. So and he won't let anybody hunt. Yeah. I wouldn't let anyone hunt either. I was fixing to say I mean <laughs> I, but uh it used to make me mad, but now I'm like I mean I, I, I wouldn't let it, nobody right? hunt yeah. either. Well he doesn't hunt. And his kids don't hunt, so it's like well, yeah, maybe. maybe. Oh, we didn't say he wasn't a complete jerk. Yeah. It's the guy that goes, "Oh, I see big bucks every day off my front porch." But you porch. can't hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, oh well, uh, can I hunt him? No. no, we like to watch him. Yeah. I got two draws for Katusa this year. Nice, dude. And they're turning to the best times, really. I got drawn at the end of October, like the middle of November. Yeah. Be right there. No, the perfect, right dude. Down. Heck yeah. That's good. So, I, I know there's some decent deer killed out of there, but. Is that usually an only a draw? Mm-hmm. Like Katusa's only draw? Yep. I, I got drawn that. both times for the bicolor side. Okay. So I had the option of killing a bicolor deer. I don't know what that means, but. A bicolor? Uh, it's like a piebald? Mm-hmm, pretty much. Oh, has they got like a specific region that they like herd all the piebald deer up in? What do you mean? Well, maybe they pretty might much just be they, more. They call it seen more prevalent, yeah, I guess. They call it bicolor. I guess most of them just kind of gather huh. over there. Strange. But uh, I'm not real for sure, but I think you can kill a bear over there too during bear season. So Tennessee, possibly. I was looking into Tennessee's bear season a couple of days ago, actually, because mm-hmm. I was talking to Patrick from Dead End Game Calls, and uh, he was telling me he's got a bear that comes in. Shoot, he sent me a couple pictures. He's like, this is right off my back deck. Big old boar. Just like feeding right off his back deck, man. I'm like, I was just like, you know, putting the earworm in his ear. Like, oh, man, I'd love to kill a bear. Finally, he invited me. So <laughs> if uh, he said he said if he uh, if that thing keeps coming in, he said, man, you're pardon welcome to come kill it. So fingers crossed I might be going to kill a black bear. That'd be yeah, that'd be wild. One off the bucket list for sure. But it, archery season is like the only time black bears open in Tennessee. Yeah. And there's specific units, right? So there, there are... There's th- places in East Tennessee you can hunt them with dogs. Ex- mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And with a rifle, I believe. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Like you can even hunt them here in Putnam County. But it's everything... It's, it's the first year, ain't it? Putnam County. Yeah, everything... It is. It just expanded. So. Everything that's close to us is pretty much on the east side of Highway 111. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So. And we're right in that unit to where we got a lot of really close 
bear hunt. Yeah, and we but we get a bear tag too, don't we? You do, license? yeah, you do get a bear tag with your license, but like I said, you got to hunt those specific areas. Yeah, mm-hmm. in there, in in close to us, there bear are like few and far between, right? Yeah. There, I know some people that have bear on camera on private, but there's like, uh, it's just not enough. Like them. Big South Fork, you can't kill one in there, and there's a bunch of bears in there, hmm. and that is a huge landmass, like property. Mm-hmm. Like there's a little, Tens of thousands of acres in it. Um, they got fairly strict rules too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I what? used to I used to rock climb in that place quite a bit, like down through the ri- what's the river that runs through there? Obey, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, you used to, there's right, there's yeah. some cliff there's some cliffs there. I used to climb a lot, but I've seen some I've seen a lot of deer in there and a bunch of hogs and stuff. Uh, never seen a black bear in there, but I've I've definitely heard of a lot of black bear in that area. But it's you can't even kill them there. Yeah, that's another thing I'd it like is. for us to do is kill some hogs. I don't yep. know if this is true or not, but uh, a buddy of mine was telling me he heard of a guy getting attacked by mountain lion at Big South Fork. Everybody's got a buddy that's gotten attacked by a mountain lion. <laughs> yeah, but you, yeah, <laughs> or at least right. seen one or heard yeah. one or you know, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm not gonna say they're not in this area because it's definitely within their historical range. But you I've know, never seen one. I, I've been in the woods I, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a couple here in Tennessee, but who knows? Oh, they've definitely been spotted, but it's just like. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I definitely saw a mountain lion. You know, but no, you didn't. It's probably a bobcat, but, yeah, you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. What uh, about as far, you, Hunter? As, oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, as far as bear goes, yeah, I would love to kill a black bear. I'd love to see you kill a black bear. Well, you can run a camera then, buddy. All right. Deal. But anyways, um, <laughs> I'm going to – I predominantly hunt private. I'm blessed enough to have – Some good property. Some good property. I'm not saying that I, I won't hunt public. The last two years I've hunted more public than I ever have. But as far as public, I like I like being around the lakes. Me and yeah, Chad. lakes and rivers, yeah. yeah just we like to get in by boat. So I was fixing to say access. Access is awesome. Is awesome. Yeah, because most of that public around – river and lake areas and stuff is like landlocked so you can't really get in and it's really 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 steep yeah okay so it deters a lot of hunters it does i think it does oh i think it does too i mean we obviously we've seen people out there but it's and the quality of deer is uh it's 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 good good. yeah it's real good it's pretty pretty good we won't say how good but it's pretty good we can talk about it off camera for sure. <laughs> no, yeah, it's pretty good. We won't say what lake either, but um, no, we've seen some good deer there. Yeah, definitely like seen. Said, I've seen I've seen some good ones come out of there dead too. You guys got I cameras know, down there? I know a couple people. No, not currently. No, nah, not on the lake. I we mean, I mean, that's I haven't really thought about it to be honest with you, Ed. But it's a pretty good idea, Chad. Yeah. Well, I uh, officially got my bass boat sold, so. Oh, sick. Yeah. Be, be boat me. fishing boat. Yeah, I'll be probably putting the money toward one of those. So 
Go shoot some carp sometime soon. Some carp. Yeah, we'll get all that on video too. Yeah, buddy, it's fun stuff. You never done it, have you? No, that's what I'm excited. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you. We've been talking about it for so long. That's one of the funnest things you'll ever do in your life. Yeah, boat fishing. Yes. Have you ever been? been? No, it's on my to do list. Gosh, dude, it is a time and a half, dude. I'm definitely, you know, I got this boat boat sold, so I'm definitely going to be looking at. Center console. Uh, center console. So if anybody's got one for sale, yeah, hit us up. Hit us up. Make me a deal, please. <laughs> yeah, we'll put you on the podcast. Boats are or high. used. Boats are so high right now, dude. It is unbelievable. Is so high I know, right but now. boats, boats I'm, and vehicles. But I mean, boats. Yeah, I've so, dude. I sold my 2019 aluminum bass boat for four thousand more dollars than I paid for it. Golly, yeah, you can't beat that. Yeah. And yeah. I've had it for three years. So if you get a, if you get a uh, bow fishing boat, Christine will understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. I just won't tell her about it. <laughs> hey, ask for forgiveness. Man. Yeah, That's no, what she out. knows. I already told her. Like, yeah, I'm putting that money into something different. Like, yeah. I mean, she she understands. Like, I li- I love to take the kids out fishing on it. And, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. They like to go out on it, and, and when know. them them when them springtime evening bow fishing tournaments roll around, yeah, boy, we're gonna paint be the, busy. We're gonna paint the floor of that boat, baby. Yeah, I hope so. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh, Which, you don't even know, dude. It is. I'm a excited. Blast and a half. It's like dove hunting on the water. Yeah, it really is. Really? Yeah, it's, it is. <laughs> you see his eyes? He's in. Well, I know how fun dove Perked hunting up real is. Real quick. So. Yeah, it is. That Just fun. bring your sunscreen. Yeah, if you're going during the day, yeah, for, for sure. <laughs> I don't want to look like what I did last time. So, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun, man. But um, moving on from that, we kind of had some uh, plans to talk about some frequently asked questions, right, Wesley? Yeah, so we've kind of noticed that there's been a lot of questions asked through emails, phone calls, online in general. And uh, the podcast is honestly a good opportunity for us just to talk about some of those frequently asked questions. And yeah. so I've got a list here. We're going to kind of go through it and just talk about it. Um, we can go into detail. We don't have to. Uh, just whatever. Simple answers or not. But Yeah, I mean, let me, let me start it off here. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we do get the question a lot because in the past we used to sell our saddles with two different bridges. Like right. you could upgrade the bridge and then... You yeah, know, the fixed or the adjustable. Yeah, yeah, fixed or adjustable. So now, uh, one of the one, like you know, the first question we have here uh, that we wrote down is: Does the saddle come with an adjustable amp steel bridge? And every saddle that we sell from here on out will always come with an adjustable amp steel bridge for sure. So, and know. it's the berries. Yeah. It is like uh, so you know, obviously we didn't invent rope. We didn't invent burying rope. And, you know, we didn't invent the knot. Yeah. So, um, you know, and so we didn't invent this bridge, uh, but we made it the best on the market. So it is universal. Uh, we were the first ones to come up with the Prusix on, whoops, Prusix on the bridge ropes or bridge loops, excuse me. And then, you know, and what that does is it allows you to uh, incrementally adjust the pitch of the saddle. So 
there's no like channels or anything that you put our bridge into to adjust the position. You can loosen the Prusix and slide it down an eighth of an inch, a quarter of an inch, a half of an inch. And it puts more pressure on your legs. Yeah, and it's going to give you an infinite amount of adjustment. Either. Little goes a long yeah, way. Yeah, and a little goes yeah. a long way, especially in our saddles. Uh, you know, generally most people will run that right in the middle. And then, you know, the best thing is, is it is a universal bridge. So it will fit on 99% of other uh, saddles out there. Yeah. from different companies so uh you know we introduced that to the market and we still believe it's the best bridge on the market for sure so yeah and something i've done with mine um which i have found to be helpful for anybody out there but curious. also one more thing is it it uh it it stays in position yes. when you stand up it does not move you won't have to readjust it, it stays in that position where you lock it in once you load it it's locked it's yeah. loaded and locked that's right yeah I actually tied an extra stopper knot exactly where I like my bridge to be, so it can't go past it. So well, you know, know, you know what's funny is that bridge has some memory in it. Mm -hmm. So when you loosen the prusik around the bridge rope itself, and then you slide it um, tight, it starts getting tension. Yeah, like it, you can feel where, that, where it, that, that there's more friction, set. and then when you open it up, you'll feel it just kind of go back to right in that one spot because it'll get like easy and kind of just lock in okay so not really necessary to do that but you know that's the beauty yeah. of saddle hunting you can do whatever you want do it, everybody does it differently that's right the uh, another good question that people no have been hate. asking is uh what all do you need to get started like bare minimum and then what's extra so um you want to take that one hunter i, I mean, mean you can technically all you need is a saddle I mean, climbing from a method. I mean, there's a climbing method, which we don't have one right now. It's coming. But um far as a saddle goes is what I'm yeah, yeah, saying. Yeah. But, I mean, you need a climbing method. You need a saddle. You need all your ropes, your bridge, your lineman rope. Lineman rope, tether. Tether. And then, you know, I mean, technically. The best, the, the best thing to do, honestly, is just get a kit with everything yeah absolutely yeah. Would so you guys I mean, sell? we do we have a saddle hunting super kit that comes with saddle your well that's lineman. basically what i was going to say i mean the best yeah. thing yeah, to yeah, do yeah. Is just buy the kit just saddle, go ahead lineman tether dump pouch dump pouch back band a back band and a platform yeah. the platform. only thing we don't have on the market yet that you will also need is a climbing method and then you're gonna want you're gonna want some sort of, you know, gear strap or gear hanger or bow hanger to hang your bow. Yeah. Which you know we're working on one of those as well. So yeah. we'll have that out pretty soon. But worst case, I mean, you could run to Academy. Um, yeah, grab one of those like HME HME gear. They're strap. literally like seven bucks, with like four hooks mm -hmm. on it. Yeah. And that's what I use forever. So. Yeah. I still do. It's actually preferred. I don't know that we could come up with anything cheaper and easier, honestly. So, yeah. um, another question people have been asking is, uh, should I go buy your sizing chart or should I go buy the next size up? Yeah, so that is the uh, huge question that we get. That it's a is chat like, question. Yeah, that is that is a question that we get on like eighty percent of the phone calls and emails that we get. Like, 
what size should I go with? Honestly, stick to the sizing chart. If you fall within that range, it's more than likely going to work for you. And there is plenty of room for cold weather layering. So, mm-hmm. honestly, uh, and then honestly, if, if it doesn't fit and, like, you need to go up a size or down a size, we have a free exchange policy. So, you just contact us within 30 days. Make sure that saddle that you're going to exchange isn't all isn't, chewed up. Isn't, is in perfect condition. And we'll just switch it out for you. We even pay the shipping both ways. So. I mean, how much better can you get? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's really, really risk-free. So Yeah. To touch on the sizing thing, of all the shows, you know, I've been to, mm-hmm. they do, they fit. If you tell me you're between a 34 and a 38-inch waist, and even if you're at a 38-inch waist, the number two still fits perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even yeah. with, like, right now, I'm not at a 38 as I am. Uh, and mine fits fine <laughs> yeah. with yeah. heavy Size clothes. two, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's perfect. All right. I got two identical ropes. Which one's the tether? Either one. Okay. Yeah, literally, the our ropes are all the same. Uh, I believe they're seven and a half or eight foot with a five-inch sewn eye. They come with a Prusik and a carabiner on them. Stop or not tied in the end. Either one works for either application. Yeah, which I find myself using both ropes as lineman's ropes all the time to go up and through a branch sure. so I don't have to cut the branch off. Yeah. And I can still stay tied in. Well, obviously, on most public land, you can't trim that branch anyway. So, right. Um, yeah, that's what I do. I carry an extra carabiner. That way, um, if I do need to pull out my tether rope to go around the tree, I can just easily hook the carabiner into the sewn eye, clip it in on the left side, bring it around, and, and just use it as an extra lineman rope. So and then when you get, obviously, when you get around that limb, you want to just continue to climb and use use the ropes, you know. Yeah. Why should I get the upgraded ropes, and is that something that I need? Uh, No, you don't need to get the upgraded ropes. The upgraded ropes... They're worth the money. They are worth the money. They are a stronger rope. They are a better made of better materials. The standard ropes work perfectly fine. And they they do. are a little more bulky, weigh a little more. We're talking ounces here, so not even that much. Um, but the best thing about the the upgrade ropes is packability. Packability. So they will. I like to show like at trade shows. We've all shown people like you can take that that upgraded rope like one rope and it will pack down to the size of like a baseball literally or smaller yeah or even possibly yeah. smaller and then the larger rope is almost like a softball <coughs> yeah this is what i like to tell people so they are rated almost identically uh the the upgraded rope is an eight millimeter rope and our standard rope is a nine and a half millimeter rope um we do get the question of will a ropeman one work on your ropes yes it does not you want to stay within spec. It will um, on the standard, though. Right? No, 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 because it's a nine and a half millimeter. Uh, ten to thirteen. Ten to thirteen is the Ropeman one. So we do recommend the Kong Duck if you want to go with a mechanical ascender, or yeah, that's what it's called, mechanical yep. ascender. So 
Which one of your saddles is more comfortable? I mean, that's... I know we kind of talked about this earlier, but I think it'd be a good idea to go into detail, kind of explain the difference. It is a matter of personal preference. I mean, that's mm-hmm. literally what it all boils Enough down to. Enough said, yeah. really. Uh, personally, <coughs> um, what I think is that the Archon could possibly be made a little more comfortable mm-hmm. for sitters. And... Um, you know, it's still going to be comfortable for a leaner as well, but it yeah. could be potentially made a little more comfortable with a with with adjustment to be a little more comfortable sitting. Um, but for me, the um, pros versus cons of that thing. I mean, it just the XC for me is just a better saddle. It's yeah. just it's just a way more. Yeah, easy. It's, it's I mean, just easier to use. Honestly, it's it's, yeah. yeah. Like I said, it's personal preference. Yeah. I mean, I feel I feel no discomfort in the XC. Yeah. Honestly, the only reason I can say that it I could make it a little more comfortable is because I've played with it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, but I prefer the XC because I like to switch between sitting and leaning. So. Yeah, which go into detail a little bit uh, for people who don't know the difference between a sitter and a leaner. What is that? So you know when you're when you're saddle hunting, you're strapped up to the tree with a tether, and that tether comes down, and you have a connection point via a friction hitch and carabiner that will hook into your bridge, and um, so you can either lean by keeping your legs straight. Mm-hmm. And you're out at like say I don't even want to know what degree thirty degree angle from 30. the tree. Um, that's leaning, which is how I stand probably seventy five percent of the time. Yeah. And then sitting, you literally just bend your knees and get, get in a tree. seated position. And we yeah. we have a so another thing is we just came out with a small knee pad that straps around the tree, which is perfect for sitting. You just. Like I said, bend your knees, perfect. Lean down, put your knees into our knee pad, and uh, it's pretty comfortable sitting position. There you go. And then you could add a back band to it, and you're sleeping. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) First hour and a half. The nap mode. Yeah. How often should I replace my ropes? Uh, So you probably want to replace them every two years. Uh, Definitely replace them with every uh, shock load. So via fall or like, you know, don't pull your truck out of the ditch. If you do replace that thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you probably could. No, you definitely could, but I would not want to hang off of it after I did that. But, uh, so definitely replace it anytime there's a fall or it's shock loaded, uh, any cuts, nicks, abrasions. If you can see the core of your rope, ditch it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it's compromised. It's not safe. Um, the, I, you know, I seen a post yesterday on Facebook about, you know, my rope looks frayed or whatever. It's going so, to have some little fuzzies on yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to have a little fuzzies, but as long as you can't see the core and none of the – so most ropes are braided or weaved together, right? So mm-hmm. you're going to see the individual little strands. As they we, break. Weaved, right? Like – 
you might have some fuzzies off that individual strand. But right. as long as that individual strand is not broken completely, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Um, so, dude, I've got rock. And climbing. the M still is not I mean known for being like extremely tough. Is, tough. Tough yeah. is like by by weight ratio, it is the strongest material in the world. Like, come on, bar none. Yeah, it's like the strongest rope in the world. Um, but it's. We do get the question a lot. It might be on the list, but we do get the question a lot about our Amstel Bridge. So right. yeah, that um, is on the list. Yes. So the Amstel Bridge, your bridge, because there's a thin spot, it is not broken. Yeah. That is the way that it is made and the way it's put together. All Amstel bridges from every company that makes an Amstel bridge will have a thin spot in it. Mm-hmm. Amstel is a hollow braid rope with no core. And the reason it's fat in some places of the bridge is because we bury mm-hmm. the tail ends into the body of that braided, a hollow braided rope, which creates a thicker spot. A core, yeah. which creates the core. So, no, you're, 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 when you even, and then, you know, because it is a hollow braided rope, you're going to see the ends of those berries poking out right which looks like frayed rope or cut rope as long as you can feel on that rope where it gets fat to skinny if that fat to skinny transition is where that frayed rope is that you're seeing that's how you know it's the buried end of the tail yeah so yeah which guys, i also want to say too yeah. uh, if anybody has any questions that's listening not sure if the rope's in good condition or their Amstel bridge, still reach out to us. Absolutely. Still Absolutely. send us some pictures through emails, call us, whatever. We'll still answer never, these questions. Never just assume anything with climbing on ropes. This is your life you're taking into your hands. If you got questions. If you have questions. Holler at us. Yes. If you're not confident, definitely do not climb off the ground. Yeah. You have to be confident in game. your gear Confidence. because, you know, we're all ignorant to some things, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of things, me, I'm deaf. I'm ignorant to a lot of things. And this is a life or death situation. Make sure that you're confident. Make sure that you're, you know, that you know, without a doubt that, There's it, is, no dumb that it is good to go. Yeah, yeah, there isn't. There isn't. That's another reason I wanted to talk about this today, too. Yeah, um, for sure. So another question too, of we talked about replacing ropes. How often should we replace our saddles? So our saddles are recommended to be replaced every five years. Uh, again, inspect your gear always before you leave the ground. If you fall in a saddle, retire it. Any cuts, nicks, abrasions, uh, you know, any any breaks in the uh, thread or where it's sewn together in critical points. Take care of it. Yes. Do not leave it out in the sun. Do not leave it out in the weather. Treat it as your life depends on it. Literally. Because it does. Yeah. So yeah. We, we have a, uh, excuse me, we have a five-year limited manufacturer's warranty on all of our saddles. So, you know, any kind of manufacturer defect whether it's the buckle the any hardware on it any stitching 
We you just ship it back to us. We'll fix it for free. We got you. We got you. Absolutely. Yeah, and then uh, as far as tying the platform to the tree, how do we get it tight? That's a big one. We get that. We get that a lot. I mean, and it's a lot. Uh, There's there's a lot. There's a lot of new saddle hunters. To be fair, and Mm -hmm. you know, this stuff is is the the whole idea has grown. Yeah, yeah. This this style of hunting it's so unique and um, personalized. Yeah, personalized. But it's it's also every aspect of it. It's also just a, uh, you know, like a really good way to a versatile way to get into the tree Mm -hmm. and to you know execute shots around the tree so it's becoming very popular because it's lightweight it's comfortable a lot of people don't think it's comfortable it is absolutely comfortable if you're in a cruiser yeah (laughs) i'm just kidding there are other comfortable things out there but it's uh you know um ours is pretty comfortable ours is pretty awesome but um you know just make sure you're comfortable with it um and as far as the the platform getting it attached to the tree what you want to do is lift up the platform itself make sure that the strap is at a 90 degree angle to the post so perpendicular to the post Mm -hmm. and perpendicular to the tree so you want like a 90 between the tree or directly perpendicular on the tree and directly perpendicular on the post. Sometimes you can lift the post up just a hair above perpendicular or 90 degree angle. Pull all the slack out that you can possibly get out. As, as tight as, yeah, as, hand tight tight as, you, as you can hand get Hand tight yeah. as you can get it. And then you want to push down while the platform is still up, push down on top of the platform to kind of seat the top teeth into the tree. And you could take the platform and cam it over. And when you most hit of it, the time, you'll know. Most of the time, that is going to get that platform solid enough to the tree. If you get up on the platform, you stand on the platform, and the teeth are pulling away from the tree, or it doesn't feel super rock solid, you can literally take one of your feet. I like to take my left foot, put it on top of the post, take my right toe, and lift up on the platform itself and that platform will drop an inch or so and what that is doing is using your body weight to push those top teeth into the tree and then when you when you get that the top teeth into the tree a little bit better you can then cam the platform back and it will be tighter than it takes honey yeah that's right (laughs) uh so and then that's called tow hooking. You can also look up videos on YouTube on how to tow hook a platform. And the more, and if you're new to it, the the more consume some videos, consume some, you know, some content. But out the more there. you get in it, the more you get comfortable. You you learn these little things. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't 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 buy a saddle setup and then. Uh, not practice with it and then go Take out opening the morning. You're going to be yeah. disappointed. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be really frustrated and want to throw it into the garbage because there's a learning curve. Yeah, just like it's anything. Just, it's just like anything else, Get in man. your backyard, your front yard, and yeah. just just sit in it. Just wear it out. Yeah. Yeah, first time I shot a bow, it did not hit the target probably. Yeah, you know Alex, I mean? yeah. Alex so. was talking about screwing with the UPS, man, and his. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, you know, get out, sit in it, practice out of it, get comfortable with it, 
before you take it to the woods. And then I promise you, when you get comfortable with it, you take it to the woods and you actually harvest a deer out of it, you're going to fall in love if yeah. you haven't already. It's exuberant. Yeah. It's pretty daggum awesome. Yeah. As far as uh, discounts and shipping times, what does that look like with Cruiser? So um, we do get that question a lot as far as discounts. We don't, because we are a manufacturer and, you know, we're not buying these saddles from a third-party manufacturer. Yeah. Um, we don't buy them. Like, our profit margins aren't as good as somebody else in the industry like right. a, who's buying their saddle from China for cheap. X amount of dirt, dollars. Dirt cheap, you know. Yeah. Um, probably so, made in the USA. Man. So we don't have, we, you know, yeah, we're proudly made in the USA. In fact, we make all of our products right here. Local. In the U.S. Our community. In our shop. Um, you know, our, our platforms are made right down the road. All of our saddles and, and soft goods are sewn in-house. And it's, you know, and that's one reason we do not offer discounts that often yeah you know yeah it's just, it's hard just to. not like there's it's hard to do so yeah you know we do like to have sales when 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 times are right times are right okay. like you know you have um you have christmas you have uh like july 4th black I think friday july we did 4th july 4th we do veterans day we do you know we yeah. take when care, it makes sense. we take like, care of the people that take care of us though father's yeah. day mother's day but always veterans there's a disc veterans first responders year-round discount for those guys you can find the link to grab your discount code at the bottom of any page on our website and you know we appreciate what you do very much so yeah here's a question this sounds like a silly question but it's really not how how do you know what a bad tree is for us for putting your platform or your sticks on. I can tell you right now that a shag bark hickory is a bad tree. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, during the uh, velvet hunt, uh, me and uh, Greg from the Element, one of their interns, tried to climb a shag bark hickory. And mm-hmm. uh, I had my, I was using four sticks that day, and the third stick kicked out, and I was hanging by my lineman rope, and Golly. You know, that scratch right there on my forearm is from that. So, like, you know. And if you saddle hunt long enough, I mean, you're going to have instances like that. I don't care what kind of saddle you're using. I don't care what kind of sticks you're using. Yeah. It's going to happen. If you're going to have a tree at all, it's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, you know, I was perfectly safe. But, like, the shag, those hickory trees have, like, really flaky bark and big pieces. And it was a really dumb tree to climb. But it was in the right spot. Yeah. So I climbed it. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. I almost killed Greg. <laughs> Any was, type of bark where it's like as big as your hand almost, it's, mm-hmm. it makes it tough. It does make yeah. it tough. But that's a bad tree. Anything crooked, like gnarly crooked, bad tree. But if it's the only one you got, you can still get in it. Yeah, Ask mm-hmm. me how I know. All the trees in South Dakota are crooked as a dog's hind leg. <laughs> so yeah, I had a similar experience. My first year saddle hunting, mm-hmm. it was a shag bark. Yeah, Ugh. and it was in the perfect spot 
I had the most views, most line eyesight, and I looked for different trees because I knew that tree was a bad tree. And that mm-hmm. one just kept calling. Mm-hmm. It did, and so I thought, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get I'm in. Gonna get in that tree, Ed, yep. you idiot. So I climbed up, and my platform kicked out underneath me. Yeah, and it's uh, tough to get anything so, to bite on that tree. It's so hard. And the bark is so flaky. It's just a pain. I was still like pretty scared of heights at the time, <laughs> and where my platform kicked out so hard, uh, I ended up staying in like three hours on my sticks. Oh my goodness. Which yep. is miserable. Don't stand on your no, sticks. No, it's yeah. terrible for sure. But, but yeah, try and find a really good barky, sturdy barky tree when you're looking for sticks or your platform. Yeah. Yeah. And Anything with like a lot of limbs as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're if they're like big, solid limbs that you can climb, hey, that's perfect. You can use the limbs to climb. You don't even need sticks, right? But Anything that's got a ton of limbs in it, it's just... Yeah, it gets difficult. Let's find a different tree, man. It's like there's got to be a one somewhere close that you can get in that doesn't have a ton of limbs. But if you yeah. have to get in one but of those trees... But if you trees, have to, you yeah, can do just it. Just take yeah. your time. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. get in no hurry. Don't that, make that, stupid mistakes. Yeah, that's when it always happens. Yep. You're in a hurry. I mean, just take your time. I mean, be redundant. it ain't worth it. That's right, yep. So... All right, last question, and it is for the dragon. All right. I want you to walk me through step-by-step step when you go to repel. What do you hook up? How do you do it? So when I go to repel, let's say I'm already – let's say I'm not hanging by my – Just uh, say you're on your tether. Yeah. yeah. I'm on my take tether. Take your repel rope out of your bag. I'm going to take my repel rope. I use a uh, triangular quick link, mm-hmm. and so I have – an eye sewed in to my rappel rope. Yep. And I keep my quick link. I have some, it's kind of ghetto, but I got some rubber wire tie sure. on each side. To keep Not my, eyes. To quit my, keep, keep my that quick delta link, link in, the, in place. In right. place and keep it from moving that way it doesn't get sloppy and loose and slide. Because um, that's when that stuff can tether and can get dangerous if you don't have a real good sturdy quick link. Mm-hmm. And so I'll hook it up. Some people will take the rope and leave it in their rope bag mm-hmm. as they rappel down. Yep. I don't. I'm goofy. So I just take my whole rope and throw Toss it down. It. That's what I do as well. Yeah. It's the end of my hunt. By this t- time, I'm ready to go. So I'm, I don't Bo's really. probably already down at this point. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so I don't really care about making noise. You know, I'm going to walk out of the woods, you know, talking. <laughs> you know, the only time I don't really, like, the only time I like pay attention when I'm coming out of the woods is if I know there's a specific buck in the area that like mm-hmm. I know he frequents that and he close can, quarters, you know. So I'm gonna be quiet. I, honestly, throwing your rope out of the tree does not make any kind of crazy noise. Like it's gonna right. sound like nothing. Yeah, just really. It, it doesn't even anything. sound like a stick falling. No, 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 no. It's just a real life. Sounds like a squirrel jumping into leaves or something, yeah. Yeah, not even that loud. No, so not even that loud. <laughs> I, I throw my rope down, and depending on how patient or impatient I am, yeah. sometimes I'll just... Jar out of there? I won't jar out of there. Sometimes I'll just throw my platform down. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll let my 
uh, just strap strap all the way. That's what I do so every time. Yeah, it falls like eight <laughs> every, ten dude, feet. Every time, bombs away. The, the thing, the strap's like six and a half foot long anyway. Mm-hmm. So you just lower it down as slow low as I can. Then I just drop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and as I'm repelling, I'll first I'll I'll drop down so I can take my platform off, and then I'll I'll slowly walk down the tree, um, and. Always make sure you have some sort of secondary rope attached to your quick link mm-hmm. or behind your quick link. To so pull you, it out of the tree. To pull it out of the yeah. tree. So when you get to the bottom and you don't have that, you have to go back up and get it. And then come Or back leave down. it in for the next or, day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Which what I do is I just go ahead and tie my bow rope straight to the quick link because yeah. then I don't have to worry about it at all. Mm-hmm. Right. But where I... Where I hang out of my tether, I leave my bow rope, or my not my bow rope. I leave my pull rope attached mm-hmm. to my yeah uh, rappel rope, and I use my Mad Rock uh, descender, and I'll just ease myself down, and I've got my Prusik behind me, and that's normally what I keep my hand on behind me. Yeah, is that way, and that's usually hooked into your Lyman uh, Lyman ro- loop right on the saddle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You just kind of use that as like a break or something? Well, just a backup. Yeah, yeah, just in case something fails. Redundancy. Because I don't so, repel. Uh, Pressics can be aggravating if you... If you if load it, them first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you don't load them, especially full body weight, mm-hmm. if you load it with your full body weight, it's a pain in the butt mm-hmm. to like loosen it, break mm-hmm. the pressic as we call it. Yeah. With one hand. Yeah. Most of the people at trade shows will tell me they have a Kong or a Ropeman on their tether, mm-hmm. and they use a pressic on their lineman. To me, that's just yeah. that's backwards. Yeah, for I'm sure. Like, <laughs> it is so much more aggravating to deal with a pressic on a lineman because you constantly have to lean back. You know, it tightens. You got to lean up to turn, fiddle with it a minute to get it loosened back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, the mechanical is just like an easily mm-hmm. one-handed. Well, so I yeah. keep my Kong on my tether, but I'll keep my hand on my pressic and it stays loose. That way, if I fall, you know, it, it tightens up immediately. Yeah. So, yeah. at most, I'm going to drop <clears throat> eight inches. Yeah. And uh, so, I'll keep it loose, and as I go down, you know, I'll slide mm-hmm. it with me uh, and just ease that mad rock, which the the mad rocks or a grigri are a lot stiffer than you would think. Mm-hmm. Well, the grigri, the grigri plus is, but if you get an original grigri, mm-hmm. Sucker is smooth as butter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the but you're right. The Mad Rock is until you learn how to use it properly. Yeah. It can be jumpy and kind of like herky jerky. Yeah, herky. Exactly. That's a great. The tension between your body weight hanging and the amount of pressure you have to have on the lever is. It has a lot to do with it. You feel the tension. So So I'll I'll give you a little tip on how to make it smoother. Mm -hmm. And the best way to do that is to pull harder down on your brake rope. So what that does is that, you know, like it's not using the jaw of the Mad Rock to essentially stop your descent. It's actually you holding onto the rope tighter is what is mm-hmm. actually happening actually stopping your descent yeah and uh, as far as how so I, as far as the greek one thing the, yeah, as far good. as the grigory goes the, the old school grigories 
that's how, I mean, all belay devices are meant to be used with the brake hand on the rope. Don't ever use a dissension or a belay device without mm-hmm. your brake hand on the rope. Yeah. Don't Period. be scared of a belay device. It's, you're not, you're not yeah. going anywhere unless you just really crank down on that lever and don't have any other tension on it. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but to keep from getting that herky-jerky descent the tighter you hold the tighter you pull down on your brake rope the smoother it's going to be but so you know i'll I'll ease myself down the tree and sometimes if i'm feeling froggy i'll just kind of swing there and let myself glide down while i'm sitting uh then once i get my down on the ground i'll fix my bag put it down on the ground i'll take my rope get pull it down and i wrap mine around my arm in a figure eight Yep, from, so it doesn't tangle. Keeps it good from getting tangled. And I do the, that with my bow rope, too. Yeah. Same, yeah. Uh, these people that are, like, you know, using these huge, like, um, hoisting devices or, like, this, you know, all you got to do is take your thumb and your pinky and make a hang ten symbol. Yeah. Everybody knows what that is. Um, and just make it, wrap it around in an X, figure eight. And, it, you know, put it in your, wrap it up in your bag. And when you pull it out of your bag, unwrap it, drop it on the ground. And when you mm-hmm. climb up, it will just uncoil and it, yeah. it will not tangle up. No. When I and throw, it's so cheap. When I throw mine on the ground, I kind of figure eight, it just comes right unwrapped. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no tangles, no, no tangles, knots. nothing. But after I get that down, you know, that's what I'll do. I'll put it back in my bag, get everything set up and walk out yep so i mean it's pretty simple set up pretty easy to do and how long does it take you to get out out of the tree yeah two minutes yeah yeah so repelling out of the tree is like takes no time at all takes like 10 seconds to get out of the tree getting your rope out of the tree takes longer than getting down yeah (laughs) (laughs) you can literally get down in seconds but yeah as far as myself coming out of the tree you know if i'm rappelling down with the sticks i'll rappel down grab a stick off as i come down mm-hmm. and then you know for me i'm packed up within five minutes and walking out to the truck that's so, good yep all right guys well appreciate you guys joining mr co-host appreciate you uh being on the podcast again enjoyed it brother ed uh the dragon appreciate you coming on and chad My pleasure appreciate you coming on as well of course man the uh, expect the episodes every Friday. Yeah, man, we're gonna start rattling these things out. We're gonna start rattling them out every week. Um, yeah. Plan to put them out every Friday. Uh, you know, Lord willing, the creek yeah. don't rise. Yep, as long as nothing goes crazy. Yeah. So. so. All right, guys. Well, uh, I'll see you guys on the next one. Yep. See you. Thanks for joining us.